That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Cara Denisio. And I'm Dr. David Miller, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting it all together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of health care. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you need to know about. All right, welcome back to another episode of That Naturopathic Podcast. I'm Dr. Kara. And I'm Dr. Dave. And today we have Dr. Christy Lewis. And uh, Dr. Christy is joining us from Ottawa, Canada today uh, from Sage Wellness. Uh, welcome, Dr. Christy. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks so much. I think this is an episode uh, many people are going to identify with. And hopefully, uh, I think by the end, take away some really good, uh, good tips because lots of our listeners might see a naturopath or on their own might be trying to change their lifestyle. And they, including me and probably Dr. Christie and Dr. Dave, sometimes say, why am I not doing what I should be doing? You know, yeah. you have all the information, you have the plan, you know, kind of, you know, what the plan is or the diet is or the movement, but you're just not doing it. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's what we mm-hmm. want to chat to Dr. Christie about today. So we could almost start by talking about Dr. Christie's podcast because that almost gets like to the point of why we're talking, right? Totally. So yeah. Maybe, maybe, uh, Christy, we want to just talk about your podcast quick because it kind of sums up what you're trying to share with people. Yeah, I'd love to. So basically, you know, after treating thousands of patients, I'm really fortunate to have a a busy practice here in Ottawa. I came to a basic but pretty important realization. And it really is, you know, Dr. Kara, what you're saying, if if people, we, I mean, I'm in that category too, we know what to do, then why aren't we doing it? We are in information overload. We're not, it's not like a lack of information. We all have this and yet we stumble. And, you know, the patient's leaving treatment plan in hand, you know, full of hope. And then they, and then there is this like gap between inspiration or expectation and intention and then follow through. Do you guys see that in practice? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you see it in your own health? <laughs> yeah. So basically that's why I became, you know, really it was about a two year process. It was kind of one of these things that kept me up at night. You know, I, I felt like I was really giving great care, but yet, you know, patients come in almost tail between their legs, you know, and I just feel this like, oh, you know, there's shame around not being able to follow through. And so I really decided to start the podcast uh, is called In Between Visits. And there's sort of these short, sweet shares around how to motivate, inspire a little bit less of the how to and more to connect um, into the, you know, why not? And, and, um, you know, how, how can we move through to that, uh, to that choice that we know is going to really make us feel so much better? Kind of like, uh, like keep you excited, keep you motivated, that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's like, and there's some, like there's stories, there's like a lot of, I share some of myself in there too, because we all struggle. And I think it's about recognizing that you're not alone. Like we have this, I don't know, we have this like, you know, opportunity because we see this happening. We're not, you know, people come in time, you know, every day and we're kind of seeing that, wow, you know, everyone feels that they're, they're on this journey and they're not you know, they're, they're struggling and yet 
everyone's, there's this consistency with everyone. For sure. I have this saying, and I always say this to my patients is, you know, there's a saying, uh, the more you know, the better you do. <laughs> um, and I say, that's kind of bullshit. Because yes. the more you know, the guiltier you feel when you're not doing mm -hmm. it. Totally. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, I also think within that too, is sometimes people put all this pressure on themselves and, you know, maybe don't realize that they have more resilience or the body's more adaptable. I, I really don't think we need to do, do be perfect. You know, my mantra with patients and myself is kind of what's the least I need to do to have the biggest impact. And, you know, simple isn't always easy, but simple, simple. Yeah, simple, sexy. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. progress over perfection. There's many different sort of iterations. Yeah, exactly. That, right? Yeah, yeah. I think just people get so caught up in if I'm not doing everything, then, you know, what's the point really? And so, you know, really taking that one step further is to try to understand it from a physiological perspective. You know, that sort of affirmation and that you're having a hard time, you're not giving yourself a hard time is, you know, recognizing it because of our training as naturopathic doctors, you know, our amazing understanding of the functionality of the body and kind of what can, you know, go astray in the body and the impact it can have is I've really started to work with patients on a, on a very foundational and and start point of their nervous system because if you're in this high reactive state which we all are and and we need to be we need that fight flight freeze that sort of sympathetic part of our our um, nervous system but if we're always there and we're making the big choices but also the small choices even things like what we're having for breakfast or you know our afternoon snacks then you know you're really you're, you're kind of working against yourself so if we have this ability to access a little bit of space between, you know, the intention and then the ultimate behavior, I think that's where the gold is. Yeah. Do you think it's, it's helpful for people to have, uh, you know, consolidated or, or thought about uh, like a why they're doing what they're doing? Do you think that's like a common uh, issue between like those who start something and, and do it for a little while versus those who start it and really stick with it? It's, it's so huge. Like, I think that's such a great question, Dr. Day, because it really is intention. So we, we all know if an intention is coming from a compassionate place, from a loving place, from a kind place, the follow through is going to be so much. If the intention is coming from a should, from a place of why, there's no sustainability. Mm -hmm. it's actually making the wounded spot. Mm -hmm. Sorry, you just cut out there for a minute. So, um, mm -hmm. but but I agree. Yeah, if you if if those if those changes are from a sense of lack or a sense of yeah should I think that was a really important statement. Then then that's that's not the most uh, motivating uh, mm -hmm. drive to to create change and, and sustain it. Like and, that, and sustain it's more it. Sustaining. Yeah, sustaining. Like yeah. anyone mm -hmm. can try anything on mm -hmm. for the it's mm -hmm. yeah. new mm -hmm. and fun and different but really like in the end if you don't have a reason it's gonna mm -hmm. I mean I think of some of my cancer patients their drive to create positive change uh -huh. in their life is just coming from a place of so much meaning yeah mm -hmm. sometimes fear and and that's worth the conversation but and a lot of times it's for, for those those people it, there's such meaning in in the desire to, to create really positive healthy change Mm -hmm. well, I'll say, I don't, I'm not thinking too much about this before I say it, so maybe it's not the greatest, <laughs> but I'm going to say it. I think as we get more, 
experienced as naturopathic doctors that we, we do, you, do you think we tend to see more what you'd say sick people you know like generally I think when I first started somewhere like I'm into wellness like I'd like to be preventative or whatever and now I'm like I, I think we see more people who are like a little more sick for lack of a they're a little more imbalanced or whatever mm-hmm. is the proper mm-hmm. way of saying it without offending anyone um but really it's it's a more of a pleasure to work with as a as a naturopath because they're committed mm-hmm. it's it's sort mm-hmm. of like the the cancer like i've had a few mm-hmm. cancer i refer them i refer them all to, to <laughs> now <laughs> um but yeah like i think it's the, the commitment that you love in terms of working with those those mm-hmm. patients right they they need less of the in between because they are so um they're so committed for whatever mm-hmm. reason Well, and I think one of the things that I have loved in this approach is really allowing, you know, really affirming people, being able to validate that, you know, they're not, they're not that shame piece around if they, if they haven't been able to follow through with the plan, perhaps the plan wasn't right for them. That, you know, it's sort of what comes first. And so my practice style, I think one of the things for me as I've grown into my own practice style is being okay with, well, well, that didn't work. Let's try something else. Right. Mm-hmm. And not feeling like I've done them wrong. Um, you know, that, that there's been some failure on either side, that it really, uh, one of the words I use a lot of as I'm teaching people, you know, to, or supporting people to understand this idea of when they are in a higher reactive or they've been hijacked and their nervous system is in a fight or flight and therefore all their decisions are from there is really curiosity. And so being able to come back and say, yeah, maybe the treatment plan was fantastic. What worked? And then, you know, what's the, what's the gap and what's the curiosity about what didn't work as opposed to, you know, the, the shame that can happen or, or feelings of failure. So trying to set people up for success, obviously, but really realizing that there is that physiological component that maybe they've never looked at before. You know, they've tried keto and they've tried paleo and they've, you know, been a vegan and maybe it has nothing to do with nutrition and everything to do with that sort of aspect of really being in a fight, fight, freeze most of the day. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you're eating, you know, within the, the concepts of like a whole food diet, as long as, you know, your body is, is able to choose that or you're choosing that behaviorally because your body is, you know, not in a high reactive state. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll do a plug for all naturopaths uh, here because what, what you're talking about is you probably have a plan when you see someone or at least you do an assessment and as a naturopath, you've got different lenses. You're like, okay, there's the nervous system lens, there's nutrition lens. Mm-hmm. I'd argue that uh, there's like a structural a structural lens to look at things. And that's the real, I think that's like the real nectar of seeing a naturopath. You've got these different lenses and you can, even if something doesn't work, like I just did this with someone today. I was like, mm-hmm. we're going to focus on the structural component today. And if it doesn't work, I'm, I'm fairly sure of my hands and, and what they can sense. And if it doesn't work, it's probably not that. And that's still mm-hmm. information. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I think that ability to have so much in the tool. So we'll cut out there. The last, the last word we heard. Uh, then we can do another treatment. Christy, the last word we heard was toolbox. 
Yeah, you cut out just a minute there. Okay. So yeah, it's just recognizing that we have so much to, to really choose from within, you know, all the things we learn as naturopathic doctors. Yeah, and while we're, um, I'm sure, sure we'll get more to the patient perspective in a minute, but um, while we're, we're talking more from the ND perspective here, is that, uh, you know, something I think I've learned in my experience, and perhaps there's younger NDs here listening too, I think sometimes we as practitioners forget to ask the patient um, what, what their goal is. And it sounds just so basic, but I do not leave a visit without saying, okay, we talked about a lot today. What is your goal? What do you mm -hmm. want to see change? How do you want to feel? What do you want to be able to do in your life? Mm -hmm. Because after an hour and 15 minutes, I might've identified 10 different physiological yeah. problems, you know, four or five or six different treatments that are possibly um, some lab values. Yeah. So, yeah. Th that I might have my like, you know, geeky, nerdy, academic, uh, treatment goals for like just optimizing the heck out of this patient. But that does, it, that is going to fall flat if that doesn't align with the patient's goals. And I think, you know, for the NDs listening, that's a really important thing to remember at the end okay. of every visit. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I think, yeah, recognizing as well, that aspect of, you know, their lifestyle and that what, like, you know, what, what, not necessarily the, the obstacles. I mean, we learn that the obstacles to cure and the obstacles to cure aren't always physiological. Sometimes it's, you know, finances. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's, you know, other like birth, like responsibilities, children or aging parents. And so mm -hmm. telling, you know, a mom of three kids under the age of six that you want to put her on an elimination diet, that might be the best for her physiology, but, and, and help with the symptoms, but you're only setting her up to feel like she's not doing enough, which is already 95% of the problem. You know, so much of how I approach patient care really is not that coaching component on you're not broken here. Um, we just, there's, there's ways that we can support and optimize. And I'm, that's my job here is to identify that and also understand who you are as a, as a person and then do the treatment. And so sometimes I think we miss that who you are as a person, whether it's goals or, you know, obstacles, um, because we want the best interest. I mean, obviously it's just, you know, it's in textbook isn't always lifestyle ability in someone's life. Well, yeah, I mean, what you're, what you're talking about is probably some wisdom from practicing for a while, because uh, I don't think, I don't remember learning that in school like that. That's the art. Yeah, that's more the art yeah. and the actual, yeah. like, getting in there and seeing people and going, holy shit, this person, like, I talk to people about resources, is it, that's the way I talk about, like, resources yeah. being time, money, effort, energy, you know, just talking about them as resources, and, and we've got different uh, amounts of each. And then you try mm -hmm. and tailor the treatment to that. And uh, mm -hmm. that's, that sounds like that's what you're doing. And that's why you'll get better results with people. Because like you said, you get, sometimes you just don't have the time or the money mm -hmm. or whatever to, like we could say IV treatments are great in theory. For mm -hmm. But if you you know go to someone and the first thing they say is you have to do 10 IV treatments. Uh, and you're like, well, I don't have whatever $5,000 mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. to do that. Exactly. But I do and have the time to do, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I do have the time and, and uh, the energy to put the effort in to the, the wonderful elimination diet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. And I think, you know, to looking at that's really become my practice style in the last decade, which is 
focusing, that's what we do as naturopathic doctors, but as lifestyle medicine. So my pillars when I'm working with patients really are, let's go through some of these basics like sleep and stress, nutrition, movement, mindset. Like let's really understand those and uncover those because you might come in with a completely different physiological, mental, emotional, even spiritual picture when we have you know, address some of these basics. And let, you know, I mean, we see this every day in practice. You're not going to make choices for your nutrition if you are, you know, if you have insomnia, like that's a physiological as well as a behavioral drive. So that's something where I've tried to really understand it um, as kind of like, where's the therapeutic order or where's the area of importance based on these pillars and the questions that I ask um, and what I see in the symptoms. you guys are with that but besides six uh, you know and what I might get from you know from the GPs you know I don't do a lot of the other naturopathic testing um, as a first line there as a first line or even within the first one or two visits because I want to see how their body responds to some of these basic lifestyle uh, changes I think we sometimes complicate things well I think you come out of school wanting to uh, you know, fix everyone by adding all these, you know, new and exciting research uh, driven choices for this supplement or that. But I think, uh, when did we realize how important the foundations were? Probably late, like it took, took a while to go, okay, well, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> yeah. You don't well, sleep, uh, you haven't had a poo in a week. Exactly. You hate your job. And you had two vegetables this week. two today. vegetables uh, <laughs> this, this week. And yeah. we're, we're looking to give you uh, alpha cholesterol phosphatidylcholine. <laughs> you know, rewind here a bit. Let's like uh, keep it simple uh, or like hierarchical. Like do the yeah. those foundational things that you talked about. So is that sort of is that sort of how the the podcast fits in for you? Is sort of yeah. keeping people aware of the the what I say the blunt tools of diet and lifestyle. Like absolutely, they just, they yeah. just always have relevance. Can you? Uh, can you tell how like maybe some of your patients have said how the podcast maybe keeps them interested, motivated, or uh, in line with what you're talking about in the clinic? Oh yeah. And that's where that's been the most rewarding because, you know, you set up to do something with an intention and then to see that actualize as really, I want to this to feel like people have support or they have access to me between the visit. And so, you know, people will, I mean, I've, anything from, I keep chips in my, in my house, <laughs> you know, something as basic as that, because I think with something around food, for example, one of my philosophies is really, we don't want to give food all the power. It really is about, you know, keeping yourself and your, your, um, you know, yourself hydrated and yourself, you know, blood sugar balanced so that if you have chips in the house, it's not bad or good, you know, sort of some of the polarizations around food or, you know, some of the simple things like, you know, how the hydration and the importance around, you know, having those, that water through the day and different kind of ways that can show up if you're not doing that. So it's not, again, as I said, it's, it's, they're almost um, like opportunities for people to relate. There's the, the real intention is a relatability and contextual. So, oh yeah, that happens to me. Or, oh yeah, that's how I feel about that. Or, oh, I didn't realize that that um, impacts, you know, uh, my sleep. So there's that sort of, uh, and the way that this came to as well, which was, 
really helped me, you know, fall back in love with, with practice was it, as I say, every day in practice. So I'm sure both of you have things that you say every day in practice. Oh yeah. And it was, it's been kind of fun to be like, oh yeah, like that came up 10 times today. So there's clearly, clearly, you know, I'm not alone. The patient's not alone. And this is something that, you know, or feel inspired by. Yeah, that's a that's a great. Uh, it, it, yeah, you you put the broken record on record, and <laughs> you don't have to say it quite as much. Yeah. Um, and then and then it gets the, the message gets heard when it needs to be heard, right? Because it doesn't need to be heard when they're feeling all good in your office and yeah. being proactive. It needs to be heard when they're standing in front of the chip cabinet. Yeah. And, uh, well, and they're broken up. The podcasts have been broken up to be or sort of in segments or series where, if someone is managing. Know, having some issues with insomnia or sleep disturbed insomnia, then I can say, okay, we've gone through the individualization. You know, this is what I'm recommending. These are some nutrition choices. These are some supplements. This is, you know, a meditation I'd like you to do before bed. And here there's a five part series that, you know, you, you've just spent an hour and a half with me. And now, you know, here's another access um, to, to my message, my philosophy, and sort of a, a part two to what we've been talking about. And I want you to try to, you know, listen to at least some of that between now and the next time we get together. So it's mm -hmm. kind of yeah. even just hearing my voice is cueing, right? It's like, oh, right. I remember how I thought when I was in the office. I remember that, you know, it made sense what she said. I remembered, you know, um, how important this is. And so maybe I will put down my phone and leave it downstairs, even though the tendency and the patterning is for me to bring it upstairs and, you know, scroll Instagram before I go to bed. Well, like how many times do people say it made sense when you said it in the office and then I got in the car and I was like, what happened? <laughs> you know, it, it happens yeah. where people just, they, well, they yeah. think they get it. Very, and then, and then they're like, Oh, oh crap. Dude, I need to hear it again. Kind of. Yeah. Or the reality is, is they, they leave. The thing I will often say too, is you're going to leave here today with, you know, the busy job, the commute, the aging parents, the kids, like none of that's changing. So this is really about how do we implement this in a way that is supportive to you um, and, and, you know, allows you to be in this life and optimize in health and happiness. So Christy, I just want to um, repeat back, I think some just my brain is trying to mind map our conversation mm -hmm. here a little bit. So a lot of, I really do think it's an important conversation, perhaps for the NDs in the, in the virtual room, um, that, that some of the problems like fully are set up, I think in the NDs office. And I think that's a problem we need to own. And I think that's something that's worth talking about because there are times when patients have said, you know, I went to a naturopath, I came home with 10 supplements and this crazy diet and I can't do it. So, mm -hmm. you know, we've had the discussion, but I just wanted to reiterate that mm -hmm. I really do think that's a problem that we need to talk about mm -hmm. as a collective profession. I literally have goosebumps yeah, <laughs> and, and a lump in my throat because it's, it's the tricky one because like I will full disclosure as, as a ND that's been doing this for a long time and, and grateful for a very, very busy practice. But sometimes I question, is this enough? And that's my ego. That's my shit, right? That's like, is this enough? Um, and, and now I've come to a place where it's like, well, and I'll say to patients, I don't really have a lot sexy here. Um, you know, and, and it, it just, it's, it, it is, this is what I'm recommending for you. You'll either love working with me or you don't. But the reality is, is with time and with 
you know, seeing what works and what doesn't, there is a, there is a confidence that happens. And around that is saying, you know, asking someone to drink more water, um, eating, like eat, eating more fruit, few more vegetables and maybe meditating or, or doing some, you know, progressive meditation before bed can have a huge impact. We have to trust that and realize that part of what people are needing want to be heard and affirmed. Heard and affirmed. And mm -hmm. if you sit with someone and then turn and give them something that they literally financially, time, energy don't have access to, it, you've missed it. Yeah. It's I've, actually you know, worse. Yeah. Like you've actually made, you arguably could say it's worse. Like you said, the shame yeah. thing. Just feel like yes. Yes. Thing. And it's not over after that first visit because I will say that my retention has been incredible because of the idea of I see you here. I, you know, let's work together. I'm here to support, support goals, not set them. And let's see how we can, you know, work together to then move you to mm -hmm. that next phase. It's, it's, I think that's the other hard part of being a naturopathic doctor. Again, I don't know why I'm all teary about this, but it's, I think we've all struggled be, on some level because we feel like we have to do so much that first visit. It's expensive, you know, they only have so much extended health care, um, you know, what, what were they, it's like, we, we kind of, you know, that need to do so much in that first visit, I think is, it can be a disservice. Yeah, I've struggled with that. Oh, I still do at times. Yeah, no, it's hard. It's like, it comes from a good place. My goodness, we're passionate and, sure. and kind of caring people and we have the knowledge. It's just the, the gap is between the knowledge and the implementation, right? And, and yeah. the art, as you said, the catching, what is it the person really needs in this moment? Yeah. And I, I love that you're emotional about it. I get fired. This, this is a great conversation because it's important and it's because we care. And I yeah. don't think, I don't think, I think every health practitioner comes in caring, but um, I, I think sometimes it's good to kind of put a mirror up and see where some of the problems are and how we are helping our patients or possibly, you know, setting them up. Um, mm -hmm. I, I wanted to go in as part of that mind map that that was the first part of, you know, where mm -hmm. the problems are arising and, and so that was what's happening in office. So there's, I've, I've written down kind of three main themes we talked about so far about where patients may be losing inertia or where the willpower is not working and, um, and they're just getting off track with, the, with what the plan is. So we've identified that resources can be a problem. So the plan is, is asking them to use resources they, they, they perhaps don't have where their nervous system is, the second thing was where nervous, their nervous system was not set up um, or is not in a state that is from a place of safety or, or, or where they can make those decisions. And then um, we kind of have hinted on this, but I, I think it's worth adding as a third point here um, of where imbalanced physiology, you can't make the right decisions if you're sleep deprived or mm -hmm. if your blood sugar is swinging. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know, how did I do on that recap for those kind of three kind of big points? Yeah, I think, I think we got it. I mean, I think really, like you said, it's, it's that concept of, you know, the physiology is along for the ride and you can't just drive yourself into, well, I'm going to do this because it's good for me. Um, I think we need to look at, okay, where are some of those pillars? And that's where I come back to things like, 
the nutrition and the, and the movement and the uh, sleep and mindset because I think we need to really address from that place so that we can understand how that might be feeding into a reactivity within the body. Um, you know, I, I think exercise is a great, you know, a great um, example of that. You know, there are times when, you know, going and running a 5K or doing a CrossFit isn't in the best interest, even though we may be bombarded through social media or, you know, through messaging that more is better. So, you know, I think when people are not, quote unquote, doing well, and they're looking for naturopathic support for a variety of things, um, but you, you know, some of those, you know, kind of suboptimal health things, they've been to their doctor, everything's normal, but they're not well, you know, the tendency is, okay, give me the nutrition plan, give me the exercise plan, give me the detox. Like, you know, we kind of said, well, naturopathic doctors drive it, but sometimes patients drive it. And I think we need to kind of take a step back and realize where, you know, where the starting point might be is sometimes, you know, at the times when we need to do, to do uh, less, the tendency is to do more. And mm -hmm. so to sort of feed into, okay, wait a second, but you're not sleeping through the night. <laughs> so again, that's why I say not, not every patient loves me because I get like, I'm here to, to, to support their goals, but I'm not going to tell a burnt out, um, uh, you know, an adrenally fatigued, you know, perimenopausal woman um, that, you know, intermittent fasting for 18 hours is her best, is her best next step, even though that might be what, you know, she thinks is her next step. So I think that's where the education comes in. doesn't mean we won't get to, you know, the fasting, the detox, the marathon, if that's a heart's goal. But what I find in practice is that when we reset the, the sort of the nervous system or the drive tendency, um, and we move through the lifestyle pillars, often the goals will shift and we get back to that where is the goal coming from? Well, the goal was coming from, I'm already revved. I'm working, you know, I'm working 10 hours a day. I've got, you know, these two kids and I'm, I'm going to just do a bit more and not, mm -hmm. and not realizing that that is actually, you're making your goals based on high reactivity. Yeah. And you're, what you're doing is like uh, the chronic disease triage, right? You're going, mm -hmm. what's, what's the most important, uh, probably the least energy, like martial arts, right? You got to do like mm -hmm. the least energy, uh, with the least uh, friction to like resistance to doing it mm -hmm. and, um, and that's going to be different maybe for mm -hmm. which is the hard thing to explain about this kind of medicine right mm -hmm. like there may be a perfect algorithm I don't know someday but yeah. for now it, we call it art and and just like wisdom of, of knowing what the person needs based on an understanding of like the uh, foundational sort of hierarchies of health and that's sort of what you're talking about. Um, Chrissy, can you give us a couple of quick hits of like some of uh, the best responses to some of your uh, little podcast snippets, like the ones where you've heard the most feedback mm -hmm. uh, from people where they've gone, yeah, yeah, that hit me hard right in the, right in the fields. Yeah. So I think, you know, certainly the, the series I did on stress, um, that I think for people really resonated um, because I think, again, it was much, much like what we're talking about today, but, you know, sort of that idea of you can't, like, don't tell what one of my favorite sort of topics and, and I love doing was don't tell, don't tell me to relax. I didn't even put mm -hmm. it in, don't tell someone to relax. You know, it's <laughs> sort of that idea of my, you know, my husband now knows, um, my, my child now knows, you know, it's like when you're already wrapped up, you, you know, or you're in that again, I like, this isn't my term. This is Tara Brock. I love Tara Brock's work. And it's like when you're primordial hijacked, when you're in that like 
fight or flight and we spend so much time in there we don't even realize it you know we don't we don't even realize that um and relax. And I think, you know, that type of messaging for patients has been so key in realizing, you know, I would say the sort of tagline to my, my podcast is really that idea of you're having a hard time, you're not giving yourself a hard time. And so podcasts like that are very, um, you know, wholehearted and affirming have been the, the ones that people resonate the most with, you know, that idea around, okay, like, you know, I can't really, you know, going to bed, having a warm bath, you know, doing uh, a lavender aromatherapy, and I'm still wide awake, you know, so it's like, you maybe the issue is not your sleep hygiene, maybe the issue is that, you know, you've been, um, you know, blood sugar imbalanced all day long. So I think the theme of the podcast, and really my practice style is this idea of, like taking a step back and looking at the whole picture and realizing that a symptom, a problem, you know, a dissatisfaction you might have in your health, you know, might not actually be what you think it's about. And I think for people that creates hope, that creates inspiration, um, and that kind of creates a different access point because a lot of people who see naturopathic doctors, um, you know, some of them, it's their first time. Um, some of them, they, they have been to, whether it be a nutritionist, whether they be, they've done personal training. I don't know about you guys, but they, sometimes like patients come in and they're already like, well, this isn't even going to work. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, okay. So like, yeah, how do we, how do we, you know, like I want to lose 40 pounds. How's I've already tried. And it's like, okay, yes, there's the, like, let's look at your liver. Let's look at your thyroid. Let's look at your physiology in a different way but what if your weight your weight loss challenges or your inability to lose weight wasn't actually about nutrition or exercise what if it was about you know your mindset and your belief systems and maybe even some you know relationship with food wounds that you haven't looked at you know what if it was about your um you know what if it was about you know the fact that you're not sleeping well and if i always see like people almost are like huh because it's something else they can kind of like explore and they don't have to feel like they're being bad anymore. It's like, oh, okay. You know, like, you know, much like, oh, maybe this has to do with liver function. You know, maybe you're, you're, you're not losing weight because, you know, your detoxification pathways aren't optimal. Maybe it's your, you know, an overgrowth of bad bacteria, you know, but it really is allows people to feel it's like a different approach. I, and so all the podcast, like, I would say that's the theme of the podcast. And the ones that I've been able to tap into, I mean, I'm still learning every day, um, is that's where I get the feedback. When people are like, oh my gosh, yes, I have, there's another way of thinking about this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just curious, actually, uh, Dave and I've had, had some conversations in the last few weeks about uh, our patients, some of our patients drinking alcohol, even though mm -hmm. they know the next day they'll have diarrhea or they'll feel like crap or they won't sleep that night. Um, mm -hmm. I'm working off little sleep right now because I had a glass of wine last night. Um, just, I'm just curious because alcohol is a, a, a strong example. I'm just, I'm just curious what mm -hmm. your thought is on um, that lifestyle choice in particular. Kara's asking for help. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, um, I really think we can do anything with mindfulness. That's my approach. That's my philosophy to life. I enjoy a glass of wine. I, um, you know, I'll eat a donut. It's, it's recognizing in my opinion, that's where we keep our power. 
is when we can stay sort of, I have a little kind of a, well, it's a big approach with practice. You know, I really try to identify we're moving through, you know, just first of all, to recognize what they're doing. So without shame, understand, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm drinking wine. Um, get curious about it. I'm drinking wine right now because I um, am meeting with a friend I haven't seen in years or, you know, my husband and I are toasting over, you know, a wonderful um, thing that happened or I'm drinking wine because I had a bad day. Or I'm drinking wine because I, um, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I uh, am bored and it's not right yeah. or wrong. The big, big, big thing here is no shame allowed. So you get curious about it and that's where the empowerment comes. So, and the, the mindfulness and empowerment comes because then you become mindful. Oh, right. I'm doing this because of this. Not good, not bad. The next time you're about to pour the glass of wine, if you can go through that kind of awareness, it's like, oh, right. Yeah. I remember last time I felt really gross in the morning. It wasn't, I didn't sleep well. I wonder if there's another way feel really, really stress, right? Or if there's another way, I remember my naturopathic doctor, you know, talked to me about um, having a bath or, you know, some other aspect and versus like, wow, like this friend came into town. It's, I'm, I'm going to have this glass of wine. I want to have this pleasure experience and I know I might not sleep as well and I'm okay with that. So to me, it really comes down to, to moving away from polarization. I think we live so much of our life. Everything about life is good, mm -hmm. bad, better, worse. And we lose our power when we do that. You know, we start to become good and bad or, you know, passing, failing. And we attach our identity. We attach our worth. We attach our sense of self on this external, these external, you know, choices. And the reason we do that in my belief is because if it's coming from a wounded place, then it's going to have that much power. But it's, if it's coming from an empowered place or a place of choice, you know, celebrating with a friend. Let me, let me play devil's advocate. Cause that's mm -hmm. sort of my yeah. thing. So I love, okay. I'm okay on. So I, I like part of me goes, I like the sound of that. Mm -hmm. The other part goes, what about, what about where that becomes it almost becomes like a, almost an excuse, like, and the person just really does need to like back off on, let's pick on booze again. Mm -hmm. The person's like, oh, I'm doing it because it's, I'm celebrating. I'm doing it because mm -hmm. it's, it's a Thursday. I'm doing it because, mm -hmm. what, I'm just playing devil's advocate. So mm -hmm. play with me here. Where, oh, I'm with you. Okay, where does, where does one draw the line between, <clears throat> I'm mindfully having one glass. I'm mindfully mm -hmm. having two. I'm doing mm -hmm. it again tomorrow someone's in town, I had a stressful day. Mm -hmm. where, where do you draw the line between what, what you were saying as a, as a sort of pure balance and mm -hmm. um, mindful approach to, okay, I think you actually mm -hmm. just might mm -hmm. dial it back. <laughs> exactly, yeah, we kind of overuse the word mindful. Um, but I, I, like, I, I hear that, and I think my argument to that is that the person isn't actually truly being aware and, and mindful because if they're being honest with themselves, then that would be part of the behavior, if that makes sense. You know, it would be that recognition of, um, and, and then again, it's as a, as a coach in this or as a, as a doctor in this, it's also recognizing, okay, you know, this is the potential cost, right? And so you start to then identify, not with fear, but with information um, so that they can make an intelligent and informed choice is you know, that's where we sort of have to do the tough work of, of um, 
you know, calling someone out or, or you know, explaining to them, well, um, three or four times a week, it's like the chip example, right? Like buying a bag of chips and having it last in your, in your you know, but buying a bag of chips and saying, well, I'm doing this mindfully because I'm having half a bag every day. Well, you know, that's where we kind of have to call them out and say, well, you know, it's actually now will become detrimental to your health. Because, yeah, and then what about, because um, I'm not an expert in this, I'm going to keep asking yeah. the question. What about, how does, like, addiction feed into this? Because then I know people in my mm-hmm. life addicted to various mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not even them. Mm-hmm. It's not even them speaking, you know? For it's sure. like So how does that fit into this at all in terms of maybe the genesis of addiction or, like, the slippery slope versus maybe the person who's addicted? And, and it doesn't have to be booze, mm-hmm. although it's easy mm-hmm. to pick on. It's, like, yeah. you know, it's everywhere, so... Absolutely. And I'm really, yeah, I I mean, again, I'm, I'm not an expert in this area either, but I would say, um, you know, with that whole, what, why are we not, if we all know what to do, why are we not doing it? I do think there's an addictive component to whether it is food, you know, social, like, you know, um, social media or, you know, technology, alcohol, cannabis use, like whatever it is now, I think what we want to start to identify and potentially then refer, um, for extra health, if we're moving outside of our scope of practice, is recognizing what is that person trying to disassociate from, you know, mm-hmm. the sort of concept of the wound. And that kind of comes full circle to that idea that they're clearly making those choices from a reactive place. Sure. And that reaction is obviously suffering and wound. And so then trying to kind of help them understand, you know, again, recognizing, you know, there's, there's therapists and people who specialize in this area, but, you know, us as naturopathic doctors being able to recognize when the behavior has become or is looking more like an addictive tendency and um, being able to then identify that much like we might identify, you know, a hypertensive patient who's not responding to um, naturopathic treatment and now is moving into risk zone, that patient. Mm-hmm. But I think we have the tools to identify it for sure. Yeah. And we, we probably have uh, a pretty big window into seeing that too, because we're mm-hmm. having those conversations every day. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dr. Mm-hmm. Christie. And we spend so much more time with people, right? Yes. Speaking of time. <laughs> yeah, speaking of time. And I, because I don't want to run out of time without asking you this question. We, we often ask our guests at the end of our, our episodes, what's one takeaway you would love our listeners uh, who are either patients uh, or, uh, or NDs or health professionals? What is a takeaway that you would really like to end the conversation with? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's hopefully not too redundant, but I really feel like, you know, as you're moving on your, on your own health journey and, you know, you're taking those steps towards, you know, optimizing your health and happiness, you know, try to see those, you know, setbacks or the inability to potentially stay on track as really curiosity, as really areas of opportunity for you to understand for yourself um, to give that feedback back to the naturopathic doctors or, or practitioners you're working with in a really honest way, you know, realize that you're not having a hard time, you know, it's a, it's a learning process along the way. And, you know, um, that it is about, you know, really being able to look at and understand that if, you know, if you're not able to make the choices or you're not in line with what your true heart's desire and is an intention from a behavioral perspective, um, that it, we just haven't uncovered it yet. You yourself, um, we as a doctor, and that's part of the work together. Cool. Yeah. I think if we're honest, we all, even 
like Nash Bats and everyone, all practitioners have their own little struggles and everything too. And uh, gosh, yeah. yeah, I say every day, you know, me search, research is me search, right? Yeah. There's a reason why I'm passionate for this one area. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's the mirror and it's, it's beautiful work. Um, and it can be, you know, it, it can also, uh, that, that allows you in your own personal journey to support patients, empathize and be compassionate, you know, based on kind of where you are in your own process too. And I find honesty helpful, you know, as practitioners, we always kind of, how much of that line, how much do we share, you know, but that would be another feedback from like you mentioned the podcasts or even my time with patients, people often report back, you know, wow, you struggle with this area too. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> I, oh, I, yeah. I often tell my patients, I'm like, listen, I have a bachelor of science, a master of science, both in nutrition and a four year naturopathic medical degree. And I ate a ba bag of chips and watched Netflix last night. Like it, it, it's, then, uh, you know, and I, and I think they, they always appreciate that because totally. yeah. we are not perfect and no one is, uh, and who wants that, right? We're not expected to be, no, but exactly. I think yeah. your conversation, our conversation today really is going to help people just think about, uh, about the changes they're trying to implement and perhaps some of the barriers that are are in front of them. So I, I really love this conversation. I think it's a really important one. So thank you very much. Oh, me too. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Um, Christy, um, mm -hmm. we want to know where, so on a, on a local level, maybe give us a, a few keywords that people can search and, and find you maybe uh -huh. on, on a local uh -huh. level, and then let us know where those who aren't in your geographically limited uh, space can uh -huh. find you maybe on the online space. Uh, in between listening to that naturopathic podcast, they could listen mm -hmm. to it in between. Absolutely. Those. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty much all the info, both kind of, you know, where you can find me locally, um, as well as all my Instagram or all my media, um, you know, all, all my media handles, it's drchristylewis.ca. Um, so that pretty much is going to summarize. You can find my podcasts, my blogs, um, certainly, um, you know, if there's any speaking engagements you'd be interested in for me, um, you know, I do, uh, I do have a pretty busy practice, um, but still offering one-on-one -on -one care um, and some, you know, open to remote visits. So you can find me, you can find me there. And it's Dr. Christie with a K, K-R-I-S-T. K, yeah, C-O-D-R-K-R-I, no, 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 no dot after the doctor, drchristylewis.ca. Super. Awesome. Yes. Thanks so much, Doc. Uh, that was fantastic and really great chatting with you today. Yeah, you guys too. Okay. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.